a big shakeup that the Rams should consider making on defense. We're throwing out grades and which Rams should be in the Pro Bowl. That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley? And welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your Los Angeles Rams, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube. So if you haven't yet, do us a huge favor, trying to get to 11,000 subs. So join the party, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button, and let us know. Do you think the Rams should replace Darian Kendrick at starting cornerback? My name is Doug McCain. Friends call me DMAC. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade, 24-7 sports, Dodgers Nation, SI. Now the Rams four locked on. And as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre-half and post-game show host for the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA. He's in his eighth season covering your Los Angeles Rams, the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers. You can follow him on X at Travis Rogers. And on today's show, should the Rams replace Darian Kendrick at starting cornerback? We're looking at the defense. Can they hold up and continue to overachieve for the rest of the season and hopefully into the playoffs? We're going to throw out some grades. We're also going to make some cases for some Rams pro bowlers. But first, this episode of Lockdown Rams is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Lockdown NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now, Travis, we're going to get into some of these Pro Bowl possibilities for the Rams. We're talking about the defense. But first, if you saw this, the Rams, they posted a clip of Matthew Stafford and his daughters before the game. And his daughter says, Have a good game. Don't get tackled. Man, I thought that was really cool. He had tons of Donald. He's going for Phillip Rivers record there. Four daughters got that Kobe gene, that girl dad gene. But yeah, that was a cool moment. Yeah, look, it's also really good advice. I don't know uh, how much tape that the Stafford daughters are breaking down, but clearly some because the don't get tackled advice would be the number one thing I would tell him as well, right? Don't get tackled, don't throw interceptions and keep yourself in one piece because without him, I don't know what this team would look like uh, other than what we saw with Brett Rippon. Who knows what's waiting with with Carson uh, Carson Wentz along the way, but don't get tackled is very good advice from his daughter. Yeah, just sometimes you got to keep it simple, right? And right. that's definitely some great advice. And yeah, lots of daughters. He's got no say in that household. I'll tell you that much. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that was sure. really cool, man. I love seeing that moment. Great moment there by the Rams social media team. But first off, we're going to dive into, we're going to pick up a segment we were talking about a couple weeks ago about potential pro bowlers for the Rams. We talked about Matthew Stafford and how he definitely deserves some consideration. Well, if you look at this Rams team, some of the contributors, you could have as many as five, six, seven, eight, if they were a winning team, if they were a team that had 10, 11, 12 wins, something like that. But of course, with their win total, you're not going to see a ton, but I definitely want to start with the case for Kyron Williams. Now, if sure. you look at Kyron Williams, he's averaging 95.3 yards per game, 953 yards on the ground for this season. That's only 15 fewer than James Cook, who's second in the NFL, and that's having spent some time on the IR. He's absolutely established himself as RB1. He started the year to back up of Cam Akers. 
Sean McVay stuck with him and he's really taken advantage of it. And he's definitely the Rams future at the position. I think he's the future at that position for the Rams. And I think what you just said is something that everybody else is going to kind of come to uh, over the course of the next few weeks. If the Rams continue to win. And certainly once you come into next season, I I'll jump a little bit ahead if, and I'm not the world's biggest fantasy football guy, but tell me you wouldn't want him near the top of your picks, right? He's putting up a, bunch of yards he gets in the end zone he catches the ball out of the backfield that other than his inability to stay healthy so far that's really the only knock on this guy he missed most of last year he missed a good significant part of this year but when he plays he's not good he's great this is one of the best guys at this position. I understand that the league has changed, that McCaffrey and Saquon and maybe Derrick Henry and maybe one or two other guys are kind of name brands at running back, and everybody else kind of comes through, cycles through, and they're good for a year or two, and they move to another team, and none of these guys really get paid the way that they would like to get paid. He may be the exception to the rule, right? He may be one of these guys that you really do need to hold on to. He is different than your average NFL running back. Uh, I think he's a great cause or a great case, I should say, for uh, a Pro Bowl. I think that he's the reason, other than Matthew Stafford, that the Rams are in the position that they're in. I can't say enough nice things about the guy. He's been absolutely terrific. Other than his ability to stay on the field for 17 games, I have no complaints at all. Yeah, that's the big thing. But I mean, just look at it. Taking the top spot this week, 152 yards, 95.3 yards per game. I mean, yeah. who would have ever predicted that heading into this season? So give a lot of credit to this Rams scouting development department. I'll tell you what. You know who was predicting? Maybe not predicting it, but if we listen, we should have known. Sean McVay. Yeah. Again, really. Sean McVay doesn't throw around super high-level compliments unless that guy deserves super high-level compliments. He did it with Cooper Cup early in camp when he first showed up a million years ago. He did it with Kyron Williams last year. He did it with Puka Nakua this year. There's not – you know who he never said anything about? Logan Bruss. You know who he never said anything about? Tutu Atwell. Like, they're, they're fine, but when he goes on and on in camp about, hey, I'm telling you this guy's going to be an important part of what we do. I'm telling you this guy loves football. I'm telling you this guy has some special things about him. Listen to him because he's calling his shot early in camps. He did it with those guys, and if he starts saying it about whoever it is the Rams draft next, listen because he's spot on. That's a great point. I can remember early in the season because that was one of the narratives heading into this year because of what happened last year with Cam Akers. It was Cam Akers. This is the first time he's going to be the feature back and there's no drama. And then usually Sean McVay would find some way to sneak in. Hey, don't forget about Kyron Williams and Kyron this. And, it, you know, he definitely would find a way to always, always sneak him and mention him. So, yeah, always, absolutely. Right. That's a great point. Now, I definitely hope he makes the Pro Bowl and I think he's going to finish this season strong. And just what a great pick up there in the fifth round out of Notre Dame. I really wish they could get his former uh, Joe Alt from Notre Dame to the left tackle in the we'll draft. I think they've fallen too far to be a consideration from that. But uh, these Notre Dame FM players. Picks, D-Mac, let's move up, right? I mean, we've seen him do it before. Maybe this is another one of these times we saw him move from the middle of the pack up to number one to get Jared Goff a million years ago. Maybe this is going to be another middle to back half of the pack. Like, here come our next three or four first rounders and go get, whether it's Alt or somebody else that they really have identified. They've done it before. And again, again, everydayers will remember me saying this. When you're finding starters in the fifth round and the third round over and over and over again, you can afford to send some of those first rounders out for a surefire guy. Maybe they do it again. That's a great point for sure. And then, of course, 
Next one, this one's going to be easy to make the case for is Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua, 1,163 yards, that's six in the NFL, 87 catches, that's 12, has four touchdowns. The question is, how much history is he going to make for the remainder of this season? I mean, 87 catches through 14 games. He's on pace for 105. The record is 104 for Jalen Waddle. So he's right around that pace if he continues that. If you look at the receiving yards, 1163 through 14 on pace for 1412. And the record is 1473 by Bill Groman. I don't think Bill Groman thought I was going to get a shout out on this show. Yeah, 1455 <laughs> for Jamar Chase and 1400 for Justin Jefferson. So could that make some history there? I'll tell you, there's one one record he's not going to make, and that's touchdowns as a rookie. Randy yeah. Moss, 17, he's rookie season. He ain't going to touch that, but he absolutely deserves to be in the Pro Bowl. One of the Absolute diamond the rough finds in the fifth round this season. Puka Nakua has been a revelation for the Rams. Oh, you know, I just gave Sean McVay a lot of credit for putting it, you know, and saying, hey, listen, Cup's the real deal. Hey, listen, uh, Kyron Williams is the real deal. Little DMAC love right here. You are on the Puka Nakua train very early in camp saying, I'm telling you, this is the guy. This guy's going to make a big impact. And you're spot on. You, you, you really were. You identified him very early. Um, he's been great. You know, all, all the numbers that you just read off, I think make the case better than anything that I could say, but I, I'll throw one more thing in there. If you were just redrafting last year's wide receiver class, he's probably the first guy off the board, right? I mean, if you're, if you're doing it again, I know that there's Jordan Addison and some other guys that are nice players, but if you're just doing it again, he might not go first. He might, but he certainly isn't going super late the way that he ended up going. I think that speaks to the year that he's had. And I think this is important too. Cooper Cup obviously draws a lot of attention. He did a great deal of his work with Cup either not there or not playing well. He is not just eating because Cooper Cup is taking all the attention, taking all the number one coverages. Nakua did it even with Cup gone or underperforming. For sure, for sure. And I, yeah, I appreciate you giving me credit for loving loving Puka before they all did. And hey, right. how about this? I got the proof because you know what? A lot of people picked up Puka Nakua on the waiver wire early on the season after his big game in Seattle. I picked <laughs> him before the season started in my fantasy football. He was like a Mr. Irrelevant pick for me. So the proof is in the Puka in my fantasy draft. And he's going to help me win a championship this Sunday because you brought up fantasy football. So I don't want to throw that out there. But <laughs> Travis, coming up in our next segment, the big question is, the defense. Can this defense hold up? How are they performing of late? We're going to throw out some grades for their last game against the Commanders. And should they make a position change? Should they change and replace a starter? That's coming up next. You know, Locked on Rams. Look, I can tell you all about price picks and the fact that it's the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, that it's super easy to use, that it's exciting and all these other things. And that's all true, right? Fact of the matter is, prize picks, it's just fun, man. It's just fun to play. It's super easy to play. You pick between two and six players, you look at the number, right? They're going to give you a statistical projection, and you pick more or less. That's it. It's seriously that easy. More or less than two to six players, and you can win up to 25 times your money. Right now, I'm all over the NFL. Love playing my NFL on prize picks. You can play NBA. You can do NHL. You can kind of mix and match on some of these combo picks along the way. A little LeBron and Travis Kelsey combination. It's just 
fun. I guarantee you, you're going to have a good time. Go put prize picks on your phone. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use that code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to a hundred bucks. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to have a great time. You got a great chance to win money and you are going to tell all your friends about it, right? Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And we are off and running here on Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And also a reminder, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first First ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Got locked on Lakers, our friends over there, locked on Dodgers, jam-packed with incredible content. So be sure to check it out. And also a special shout out to our every listeners. We appreciate you watching every episode, listening to every episode, and you can be to every listener too. It's 100% free. And you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. Now, Travis, here in our second segment, we're throw out some grades on the defense over the weekend, starting with the defense and the Interior line there. Aaron Donald finished with a PFF grade under 65 for the second straight week. He's been dealing with some groin tightness that kind of flared up a little bit. And he had four pressures. Kobe Turner had three. Not the best showing like we've seen in the past from them. I think you got to got to give me a B, C plus B minus range for them. Yeah, I think that's about right. I think that the Aaron Donald um, injury is probably one of those little nagging things that can't that, that doesn't quite prevent him from playing, but maybe prevents him from playing at his absolute best. Um, Aaron Donald, even at, at some sort of limited capacity, is still better than just about anybody else that's going to be out there. I think that we judge him a little bit uh, against his own standard, which, quite frankly, is probably unfair. I certainly understand why we do it, because Aaron Donald's Aaron Donald, and we're used to seeing him do superhuman kind of things. But uh, it just in the grand scheme of things, just his presence, I think, creates a lot of problems for the other team, even if he's not playing at that, you know, 100 out of 100 level. Um, Kobe Turner, you know, he's another guy. He, there's a learning curve. There's going to be good. There's going to be less good. And I think that we just saw one of the less good. I, I think that if you're looking at the overall graph, his graph is still trending upwards in a very significant and positive way. Uh, I, I like that a lot. Aaron Donald's going to be there. Aaron Donald is going to be a guy that on Thursday night against the Saints will create problems because he's Aaron Donald. It's a big game, and that's what he does. So I'm not worried too much about him. I think you're just still seeing with guys like Turner the the ebb and flow of, of your rookie season in the NFL and the, 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 the ability to physically do it, the ability to mentally do it, the ability to prepare to do it. All of those things are pretty typical for what you're seeing of a first-year player. Absolutely. And it's really been nothing short of incredible with this defense has been able to accomplish overachieving despite not being able to get a ton of pressure and a ton of sacks. Yeah. And they've really just have been able to just stay the course this year and hang in there. And I think with Aaron Donald, as you mentioned, yeah, that's a great point right there. It's not hurt enough to be sidelined, but also not probably very close to his version of 100%. You know, sure. he's a physical freak. He's Bruce Banner in football cleats. So <laughs> he's going to get there. And I think it's just a little bit of a lull and 
he's going to finish strong. I have full faith in that. Kobe Turner, of course, the conductor, he's absolutely made strides this season. He's emerged as one of their better rookies as well. So, yeah, I just want to see some of the results. I think the effort, of course, has been there, but you want to see them get home and get those results. Now, as far as the inside linebackers, though, my guy, Ernest Jones, he was my preseason prediction to make the Pro Bowl, lead the league in tackles. Once again, he was a menace. You saw him making plays all over the football field. He had seven tackles, one sack, two TFLs, had a pass breakup. And also Christian Roseboom, give him credit. This guy's yep. a ball hawk. He's always tipping balls. You always see him in uh, opportunistic situations. And he, of course, tipped that ball that led to the John Johnson interception there. So the inside linebackers, I'm going to give them an A. Yeah, I, I think that that's a good grade. I think that Ernest Jones is one of those guys that you get it, I get it, and Rams fans probably get it because they watch the team pretty closely. If you are um, an NFL fan that maybe your, your favorite team is not the Rams or you watch the red zone exclusively and you're not watching the games in and, in and out the way that you and I and some other people are, Ernest Jones is not a name that's going to jump off the page at you. He's not going to have you know a five-sack day. He's not Khalil Mack. He's not, he's not one of these guys. What he is, is he's a really good football player, and he's in the middle of a ton of plays. He makes a ton of tackles. He's just really rock solid. This defense is not led by the headliners the way it has in the past. Jalen Ramsey's gone. Bobby Wagner's gone. Von Miller's gone. Even guys like Marcus Peters, Aqib Tlaib, Eric Weddle, just guys' names that you know and kind of pop off the screen here and there. This is more of a let's – this is – the, the Rose Booms that you're talking about. This is Ernest Joneses that you're talking about. Maybe not brand names, but good, solid NFL football players that are doing enough to get off the field when they not. Ball moves. Let's not be dishonest about this. The ball moves up and down the field, but typically they're not giving up a ton of points. They do a pretty good job, and Ernest Jones is calling in the middle of all that. I, I, I think he's done a really good job for them this season. He's currently ninth in the NFL with 125 tackles, so a very productive player. And also, no for the team, as far as team leader in cleats, I don't know if you know about his cleat game, Travis, but this guy is clearly the best cleat game. All custom All right. Jordans, Jordan 12s, 13s, 1s. Next time you're on the field, check out his cleat game. Him and Kobe Durant, they're like next level. I mean, I'm telling you, this guy's super professional. He's got a Jordan deal, but he definitely <laughs> deserves one. And then we got outside linebackers. So Byron Young had one sack in his last five games. Sunday didn't have a single QB hit, didn't have a TFL. Michael Hoyt had two pressures. Young had two pressures, but no sacks, no TFLs for the third straight game. So the production level from the outside linebackers has definitely dropped off. For them, I'm going to have to throw them a C grade. Yeah, it, again, the commander's game was weird because there wasn't a ton of like, oh, did you see that moments defensively? But they also never were really in a ton of trouble. Other than Darian Kendrick, it was a pretty average pedestrian. Like, keep Sam Howell in front of you. Don't let him do too much. Try to do the best you can against Terry McLaurin. Try to get as much pressure as you can. But just let's not make any fatal mistakes. I think it was a very conservative game plan considering the opponent. I think as we get into the next couple of weeks, maybe it's a little different. See, or I should say uh, New Orleans is, is a different animal right there. Um, but... I, yes, I think generally speaking, you're right. It wasn't great, but I think that has a lot to do with what they were trying to just win the game, get off the field, get ready for the next one. I think you might see something a little different on Thursday night, considering that you've got a longer week ahead. So you can really kind of empty the tank a little bit. 
Yeah, I do want to give Nick Hampton a little shout out for breaking up that pass there oh, yeah. on fourth down. So that definitely was a heads up play, but you're just not seeing the pressure and the production that we saw from weeks ago. I think a little bit of a rookie wall for Byron Young, like we we're talking about yesterday for Steve Avila. So we just need these guys to just find it, dig deep, and finish the season strong. And then you got the cornerback position. So this one was interesting because Akella Witherspoon, he was Akella Witherspoon from early in the season. You saw him clamping up. You saw the seatbelt action, just locking guys up there. He just allowed one catch on seven targets. So he did a fantastic job before he got a little banged up. But then Darian Kendrick, he really struggled. We'll get into that in a second. For the cornerbacks as a whole, based on how the game transpired towards the end, I got to throw them probably a C plus, B minus. So let's go C plus. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, you're right. I, again, I'm going to go back to let's just get the hell out of here. Let's just okay. make sure that this game is not a L. Just win the game. Let's be conservative. Let's play a little softer than you might. I, I want to ca- carve Darian Kendrick out a, a special not you dude moment because what what he did is more like uh, that can't happen. What, 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 what he was doing was more not knowing what's going on, poor technique, put bad positioning than it was just, hey, keep everything in front of you and let the clock run and let's just get the heck out of here. Um, if that's the problem moving forward, if that's the reason that Tommy DeVito hits a big play or, or Derek Carr hits a couple of big plays because he can't do it, then I think we've got a much larger problem. I'm going to give everybody a little bit of grace for that game against the commanders, just because of where it fell in the schedule. The, 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 the commanders are not a dangerous team necessarily. Uh, I, 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 but my eyes are pointed forward to see what comes up next because that secondary other than Witherspoon, John Johnson's been, uh, you know, he's been good, but again, he's not a huge difference making player. Um, I'm paying attention. I think that if we're talking about the three levels of defense, that's the one that I'm most concerned about. For sure. I think you talk about the safety position, the bright spot. Absolutely. Quinn Lake allowed 23 yards on seven targets. He's definitely been another find this year. Just, you don't talk about it as much because he's not a rookie, but really it's the first time he's gotten a big opportunity. Of course, dad was successful player played at UCLA local guy. Love me some Quinn Lake, of course. And then John Johnson, the third, we all love John Johnson, man. JJ three came home and some about him getting some revenge games against the Browns and just being opportunistic. He had the pick out that tip pass. And how about this? The most important thing for me, a nice little return to form for Jordan Fuller. I think Jordan Fuller looked a lot better out there. He wasn't getting beat as much. And I think that the instincts were back. He wasn't over pursuing. So definitely a much better game. I think moving forward, like big picture, I do think that maybe some more athletic safeties is is something you kind of want to consider, but they definitely got the job done. Got to give him a strong, solid B. Yeah, I, I think so too. I, I, again, I, I'm I'm a broken record on this. They did what they needed to do against a team like Washington. Washington was ready to be beat. The only way Washington was going to win that game was if you gave up a bunch of big plays and let them be in the middle of the game, in the middle of the third quarter, and look around like, hey, we're up by a touchdown or we're we're only down by three points. That was the only way that they were going to stay in the game. The the safeties didn't really allow that to happen. They kept everything in front of them. Uh, When you're playing a playoff game, and hopefully they're playing a playoff game here uh, in a few weeks, then you're going to have to do more than just not foul it up. But that was the assignment coming into Washington, and I think they executed it. 100% did. And there was a definite weak spot as far as 
the guy who definitely got the horns down of the week, and that's coming up next for Darian Kendrick. Should the Rams make a change? Sean McVay had some comments about it, a little vote of confidence, but will they? That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. So the holidays are here, right? And maybe you are one of those guys that get your gifts done way early, uh, or maybe you're like the rest of us and you wait to the very last minute. Game Time can help you with this. The Game Time app on your phone is a lifesaver at last minute tickets, right? So if you haven't done it, you want to give something to your brother, your dad, your mom, your sister, whatever it is, you don't have to worry about those tickets that you haven't bought yet because you can do them on the Game Time app. It is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, theater events near you, and they've got killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seats, and, of course, that that best price guarantee. So if you're like, oh, yeah, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. Well, it's here, or that game is here, or that game that you wanted to go to is here and you didn't do it. Game time. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. Even an hour after the event starts, it is the place to find last minute ticket deals. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NFL for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create that account with the game time app. Redeem the code locked on NFL. That's L O C K E D O N NFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Thank you for being Locked On Rams, your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Now, Travis, here in our final segment, we're going to talk some Darian Kendrick. Should the Rams replace him as a starting cornerback? Because for me, I live by the phrase, what must be done eventually should be done immediately. And I think at this point, we've seen enough that even through some of the high points, yes, we've seen some flashes, but the bottom line is, He just doesn't grade out as a starting level cornerback in the NFL. He's a 59.9 overall PFA grade this season. He's 17 most among all cornerbacks when it comes to yards allowed at 566. But for me, the ultimate kicker, because you can live through that because through experience, you're going to get better, but it's the penalties. He's been called for 11 penalties. He's given up receptions that have gone for 38, 39, 42, and 48 yards. So giving up big plays. Bad penalties. Look at the 49ers game early on. The Debo Sammy. There's so many examples throughout the year where this costly penalty could really hurt this team in a close game in the playoffs. I think that they need to make a switch at the position. I, I don't disagree, DMAC. My only my only pushback on it is what's what's a better option? I you're you're right. The penalties are a killer. The big plays have been a killer, but We've seen Trey Tomlinson get in here and there. He's got a little bit of an injury issue, so that really hasn't worked out. And I'll, I will defer to Sean McVay yet again. He gets to see all these guys in practice every day. He gets to see what it looks like much more up close and personal than I think anybody else obviously is going to get to do it. If there were a better option out there, I would be 100% willing to go try it. Look, let's take you – know, here, here's a, a dream scenario, right? A dream scenario is you take care of business tomorrow night against the the Saints. You go to New York the week after that, New Year's Eve, and you beat Tommy DeVito and the Giants, uh, and, and you take care of business there. You've got your nine wins. The rest of the NFC shakes out. You're locked into a playoff spot. Maybe it's six, maybe it's seven, but you're locked into it. 
You got one more game left against San Francisco. Maybe you can use that as a little bit of a laboratory to figure out what your other options are. That if you get torched, okay, whatever, we're still in the playoffs. But if it looks better, maybe you can stumble into something. But you got to take care of business in these next two games. You got to find a way to get Kendrick better. And I don't know if that is you give him more help. I don't know if that's a a scheme that uh, Raheem Morris is going to be able to put together on short. But there just don't seem to be a lot of better options at that spot right now that the Rams can go to without putting a a lot of things at risk. As bad as Kendrick has been at times, at least you kind of know what he's going to give you and where his deficiencies are and where you need to give him help. Trying something totally brand new at this point of the season, this close to your goal, feels very risky. I'm just concerned that he's going to be a major liability in a playoff game. I mean, I think as far as Trey Tomlinson, no, Trey Tomlinson isn't the answer at this stage of the season. Like you said, too late in the year. He's also banged up at the moment. That's not the way to go, but you could throw out there a secondary of Akella Witherspoon, Kobe Durant, Quentin Lake with Jordan Fuller and John Johnson III. So I think the emergence of Quentin Lake that's where you start to have the conversation of putting Kobe Durant in one of the outside spots with that versatility. For me, I just look at, I could picture this against the Detroit lions, close game Rams have three point lead and the Detroit lions have the ball. They're marching down the field. And for whatever reason, Darian Kendrick decides to tackle Amal Ross St. Brown in the end zone and they get the ball at the one they punch it in. That's the freaking game. You know, those are the yeah. things that keep me up at night. Yeah, no, that's fair. Look, <laughs> I don't. I don't like your uh, fan fiction of what might happen in the in the first round of the playoffs because it doesn't feel super fictiony. It feels non-fictiony. I feel like I've seen that movie already, even though uh, it hasn't played. You're right. I, I I don't love it. I just I I agree with you that what must be done eventually should probably be done now. Unless if I do it now, it actually might make it worse. I need to at least get somebody else that uh, I I can count on to a certain degree. I like the five guys that you mentioned that you could put out there. Maybe if you can get a a lead against uh, New Orleans, maybe if you can get a lead against Tommy DeVito and the Giants, then uh, maybe you can start to experiment a little bit. But, but, But really just throwing stuff against the wall at this point feels... Risky to me, even as risky as uh, Doug McKellen, uh, Doug McCain fanfic. Okay, awesome. Well, at least want to try to manifest and throw it out in the universe so I can feel good about sure. it. And I will say, three biggest needs: left tackle, edge rusher, cornerback. Those are the needs they have to address this offseason. I definitely think they should strongly consider bringing back a Kella Witherspoon, but I think that's definitely the case this year that no matter what happens, whether or not he gets the starts the rest of the way, you need to replace him at that position ultimately. But Unfortunately, the roster is what the roster is at this point in the season. You just kind of have to make do with what they have. But yep. that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on the X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And as always, you can follow the people champ, Mr. Travis Rogers, at Travis Rogers. And until next time, whose house is Locked On Rams house?